This is it, hustlers. This is it. This Friday and Saturday is a Respect the Hustle Conference 2020. 2020 is not over. You still have time to manifest the visions that you set out for yourself this year. So do not waste another moment. Do not contemplate any longer. Click the link in the description of this podcast episode and get your tickets to the conference. We cannot wait to see you there. Now get ready for an amazing podcast. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Respect the Hustle podcast. I am joined today by Dr. Lee C. Cordell. And I was thinking about um, this morning, I was like, I love that I'm not the only person who like uses their middle name, like like the C and like me with the J. Um, can you tell us what the C stands for? Yeah, the C stands for <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea. And Chelsea actually used to be my first name. So that's why the C is there. Um, I legally changed it. Like I like officially adopted it in my teen years, um, going by my middle name, which was Aaliyah, and it shortened to Lee. Oh, cool. And then when I got married, I was like, well, I already got to change my last name. So like, let's just right. do this whole thing. Like, like, let's just do it. So I left the C in there because, um, you know, it, it, it reminds me of like my past, but then it also feels like a nice tribute to like my, my birth name. Yeah. That's awesome. My, my, so the reason why I do the J is because like growing up as a kid, my mom, her mom's name is Tanjula Janine. Mm -hmm. And she always would do like Tanjula J English on everything. So like, as I started like writing my own name, I'm like, well, I'm going to put my J too, because that's what my mom does. So that's why I do it. <laughs> I love it. I always think it's really cool to like learn stories about those things. The other reason I do it as well is, um, believe it or not, my husband's name is Lee. So um, that makes he's Timothy. Yeah, he's Timothy Lee, but he, just, he goes by Lee. He's the yeah. second. His dad is Tim. So um it's a nice way to distinguish between the two of us because people will be on Facebook and they're like, why do you have two profiles? And I'm like, I don't. One <laughs> is actually my, that's my husband. I'm also not crazy when I'm talking about Lee because I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about right. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you do a lot. Um, I know you have the right planner. You have um, the group, which I love. And I've, so one thing about the group I'll say that I really love is like the bragging. And even though sometimes it's hard for me to do it, but I like reading other people's brags. Yeah. Um, I just feel like people don't do that enough. So kind of give us like an overview of everything that you do. Sure. Yeah. So I am a uh, doctorally prepared nurse practitioner and I, a trauma informed pleasure focused business coach. So People hear that and they're like, what the heck does that mean? So I'm a certified clinical trauma specialist. So I'm really, in a nutshell, what I'm really good at helping you do is, am I allowed to cut from here? Yeah, girl. Let me keep this the way she wants it. Um, I help people heal their shit, like both physically and mentally, emotionally, um, and then like learn how to really have fun while making money. So yeah. it's, it's, a pretty it's a fun way to do business because like a lot of people are like okay like give me the strategy to get to six figures and I'm like cool but like also can we make sure you're gonna enjoy the six figures and right. also can we make sure you enjoy the journey to six figures yeah. so um a big part of what I do because I work with primarily women 
is, you know, help us undo this like masculine driven hustle, grind, strive, push, which yeah. is great. Like I respect the hustle, right? Like I respect that. But yeah. when we as women are in that energy all the time, it can leave us feeling like really exhausted and like wondering what's yeah. the point of everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So um, my Facebook group is a place where women can really come. Uh, and it's for women who want to be in daily control of how much money they're making. So mm-hmm. people are like, do you exclusively work with business women? And I'm like, like, Yes, but I also work with, I work with solopreneurs, I work with um, network marketers, I work with women who are in sales-based, um, commission-based sales, like all of these things. Women that are like, yeah. I want to control how much money's coming into my pocket. Right. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. So you have been very, like, vocal with everything going on just in the climate. And I had somebody ask me the other day, like, how how do you balance like you know speaking out against things that are going on but then also like maintaining like your professionalism (laughs) and I feel like me and you have the same thought on this where it's like if you are offended by something I'm saying then you can just go because I don't really care what you have to say about that (laughs) so you know how do how do you feel about um just you know i guess if someone were to ask you that question what would be your thoughts on that mine is oh well you can go then but i don't know how, what your answer would be you know i've got like two thoughts on it because one is uh okay like one is the personal peace aspect mm-hmm. of it right so, like yeah. when i lay down when i lay down at night i gotta feel good about what i did today like i'm, yeah. I'm really big on integrity and so if i'm not speaking out against things that are i see as a problem and here's the thing, like, if you have five Facebook followers, and you're not on there speaking your mind every day, like, okay, cool, like, not a big deal, right? Because you're not consistently putting a message out that people are listening to. But like, if you have a podcast, if you people watch your Facebook lives, like, if you're actively marketing things and sharing your opinions on other things, and then you're staying quiet on things that bother you on things that don't fit well with you, like, for me, that kind of says to me, like, okay, then you're not sharing your full authentic self and you're not using your position of um, influence or your ability to impact for things that like really matter. Right. And the other thing is from a business standpoint, like my, the right planner, we sell t-shirts to say I'm not for everyone. That's the name of my podcast that's coming out in a few months is I'm not for everyone. And when you try to make everybody happy, when you try to like, you know, kind of muddle down your message so that you're appeasing the masses, like, yeah, yeah, people might like you, but they don't love you. And I'm like, I would much rather have, you know, like several raving fans and also several people who like vehemently do not like me or what I do than have a bunch of people that are like, oh, yeah, she's all right. Yeah, I like that. I agree. Yeah. I feel like too, you know, I feel like you, what you said, like you have to feel at the, when you sleep at night, at the end of your day, like, are you being your true authentic self? And I think that's a part of that journey that you talked about with, it's not just about appeasing people so you can make money, but it's about being happy while you're doing it. Um, I do feel like a lot of people 
don't um, believe that they can have a passion and actually pursue it and make money from it. So what are some things that you kind of tell people so that they know like, hey, it is possible. Like it's never too late to do what it is that you want to do. Yeah. I, um, what's so interesting to me is like, I went down that straight and narrow path of you go to school, you get highly educated, you pursue the job that's going to make you the money, that's going to have the benefits, it's going to do all those things. And I would, again, get into bed at night and be like, all right, I'm really exhausted. <laughs> like, I've done all the things today. And am I actually happy about any of this? And do I actually really feel like I'm pers- I am fulfilling the purpose that I have on this planet? Right. And some people get caught up in this because they're like, Lee, I don't have one passion. Or like, Lee, like, every time I start to do my passion, it stops and, and like monetize it, it stops feeling pleasurable. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Because the way you're monetizing it mm-hmm. is something that doesn't feel good for you. Like, we've got to find the way to monetize it that actually makes you want to do it more, right. not less. Yeah. And if you're like, okay, well, I have, you know, like a couple things that I love doing cool like let's monetize one and then let's monetize the next and then let's monetize the third and then guess what you get to do three things that are really awesome and we've built it in a way that is really pleasurable for you yeah I'm not a fan of like when people say you know you've got to stick one thing and just do it and I'm like I have I have a two-pronged business model I've got a service side I've got a retail side um and I still work a few shifts a month as a nurse practitioner and that all works really, really beautifully for my family and for me. So like, don't listen to people when they say, you know, you've got to like pick one thing and just go with it. No, like you can, you can puzzle piece together your fulfilling life and then find ways to like make money doing all of it. Right. I have heard people give that advice, like, you know, just stick to one thing. And then once that's moving, then you move on to the next thing. And I feel like that, like you said, can make people feel like, well, I'm not happy because, you know, they're not doing the thing that they truly want to do, you know? And I, I'll say this too, is I, I am a big fan of like, we in, in, and this I see in people who aren't healed, who don't really believe in themselves, who have a lot of painful past learning about who they are and how they need to show up in the world and, and, you know, what they're supposed to do, they get distracted by shiny pennies. So they'll like start to get really successful with something and then something else will come up and they're like, oh, actually, I really want to do that. And I'm like, okay, that's cool if you want to do that. But like, let's get this thing really solidified and let's make sure that it's not your brain actually being like, oh, hey, we're starting to get really successful. We're only allowed to have a certain amount of success before we self-sabotage. So instead of like admitting that, we're just going to go chase this new thing over here. Cause I do see that a lot. And so I'll tell my clients, I'm like, okay, like this is the idea we're running with for three months. Mm-hmm. And no matter what other things come up during those three months, like we'll write them down in a notebook piece of paper, like we'll have them there. You can let your brain dream about them in specific parts of the day. But like the time you're supposed to be working on your business, like this is where we're at. Yeah. And that gives them permission to like allow those things to still be there, but then also make sure that they're focusing in and, and doing the mindset shifts needed around allowing themselves to be successful. Cause that's really what it is for most people. It's just an allowance of letting it happen. 
Right. I didn't even think about that, what you said about kind of like self-sabotaging once you get to a certain point. Um, so that that's a very unique, like you have a very um, unique background to pursue helping people with their business because I bet a lot of things is like learned behaviors. Oh, yeah. It's all traumas and like experiences that make people feel like they're not allowed to be happy at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm the first person in my like um in, in my family to be like, you know what? Yes, I have a degree, but like I just don't want this schedule of having to get up early in the morning with my kid, take her to school super early and like barely see her during the week. Like that's just not what I want. Um, but growing up, that is what I saw, you know? Um, I saw like, you know, my mom worked third shift. So like while we were at school, she's sleeping. When we come home, we have a few hours of like, here's dinner. Did you do your homework? Okay, I have to pay for what for this competition thing? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, bye. See you in the morning when it's time for school, you know? And I just, that was just something that I did not want to have, you know? But I feel like a lot of people, um, probably growing up in those type of environments, just think like you're not supposed to like your job. It's a job, you know? This is one of my biggest frustrations with this this growing movement of the secret and manifestation and law of attraction is first of all it doesn't work for most marginalized people yeah and the reason behind that is trauma it's because you know we have these things um uh called adverse childhood experiences or aces Mm -hmm. and so the higher our ace score is the more of that we have the more likely that we that's just an indicator of how much trauma we've experienced and what I see in my clients is like they actually get re-traumatized trying to pull themselves out of this cycle mm-hmm. of limiting behavior because everyone around them, like they're reading these books that are like, you can just do it if you put your mind to it, right? And I'm like, no, because your mind right now is not thinking clearly because yeah. your mind is so focused on making sure that you're safe and making sure that you're like provided for and and like so abundance is like the last thing it's thinking about yeah when we just say like oh you just have to do these things and like your life will be abundant that's where i see the self-sabotage because their brain is going hell no that's not going to work like so i can consciously be like grinding hustling pushing striving trying to get these things and then i keep self-sabotaging and i'm sitting over here like why am i like this what is going on like what is wrong with me and i'm like there's nothing wrong with you your brain is just trying to keep you safe and abundance doesn't feel safe because of your past so like let's bring in let's make it safe for you to not have to work 80 hours a week let's make it safe for you to not feel like work has to be hard or like you have to hate your job like let's make it safe for you to uncouple your productivity from your worth. And like, as we do that, the money is just, then the abundance will start happening. But until it feels safe, it's, it's not going to happen. And so um, I, this is like the soapbox that I get on because I just get so frustrated, particularly with coaches who do not have experience with people of color, who do not have experience with marginalized or minority groups. 
-hmm. And they're just like, oh, just do this and it'll be fine. And I'm like, okay, but also like that works for you if you don't have (laughs) trauma. And there's a lot of people out there that do. Like we have to break this message. Right, right. That's so true because I feel like where I started to see that I didn't have to, you know, just do the go to school, get a good job was because, you know, I'm a first generation college student. Mm -hmm. So I saw all these things and I'm like, wait, I didn't know. Like when I actually went to school, I was going really just because I just wanted to go to college. So I'm like, I'm just going to go. And I, and I, I thought that I would become like a, like a personality, like a, like a TRL, like dish jockey kind of like host. (laughs) Yeah. Like a radio host or something like a radio personality. Like that was my thought process when going into school. I used to like do like, I had like a music blog where I like review music. And I just thought that that was like the thing I was going to do. And I took a public speaking class and there was someone in there who was in this group called the public relations society and we became friends. He's like, Oh yeah, you should come to this meeting. And I'm like, okay. So that was when I first got introduced to like PR and marketing. But without that experience, you know, I could have just went to maybe like, there's like a broadcasting school here. Could have just went there and like got into radio and did it that way. But I feel like because I had the experience of being surrounded by so many people, it allowed me to like open up my mind to see that there were so many other possibilities out there. And I feel like some people just don't get those opportunities, which is where those limiting beliefs can come into play because they just never seen them. And, you know, I don't want to just tie it into like, I I don't want to make it seem like every single human doesn't have trauma because we all do. A lot of people hear that word and they're like, oh, trauma. Like, I don't have trauma. Like, I haven't been in a car accident. Like, I've never been physically assaulted. Like, I've never had this thing happen. I'm like, if you are a woman in America, you have trauma because you have had somebody say something to you that has made you feel less than. You have had somebody make suggestive advances towards you in some sort of way that was un... un, um, uh, warranted. Yeah. Like we all have those experiences. And the thing about trauma, the thing about past painful learning is like, it gets passed on from generation to generation. So like the reason why probably for you, your brain went, Oh, wait a second. Like there are other opportunities here than just doing it this way is because because, like without college, that wouldn't have happened for you. You would have continued on with your family's pattern. Yeah. And so it's like, I always tell my clients, this is like, it's up to you to heal yourself so Mm -hmm. that this does not get, continue getting passed on through your generations. And even if you're not going to have kids, like the people that you interact with, the people that you have influence over, will you give them permission to heal and permission to not, and to be resilient from trauma when you do that work yourself. So like, Right. This is about more than just healing yourself and more about making money. It's about like giving permission to the collective around you to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then speaking of that, like when it comes to like your kid, you have three kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with your kids and your family, uh, what kind of things are you, um, I feel like a lot of the lessons that I, now me being a mom, I feel like a lot of the lessons I learned were not really like a, here's, let's sit down and let's like have a talk. It was more of just like 
seeing things happen and like just little conversations here and there. Uh, I know Tegan, for example, she's like, she thinks <laughs> she'll like get on the iPad and like record herself. And she thinks she's like, oh yeah, I'm doing my podcast, mom. Like, <laughs> like in her mind, like she has a podcast and like she wants to do all these things. And I think it's just awesome because I didn't even would have never thought to like, want to record myself and do stuff at her age i mean she's four right Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what kind of things are you trying to like display to your kids to just show them that they can really do whatever they want yeah um well one of the things is like we've had a discussion about college so my oldest is 10 and my i have eight-year-old twins boy girl twins and with my oldest daughter like we've already had a discussion about college she's she is an artist like she loves to do art and i'm like look if you want to be an artist, like, if you want to go to college, cool, like, we can do that, too, and you can get this well-rounded education and, and you know, pursue art there, but also, like, that doesn't need to happen, yeah. you know? If, if you are already really great at what you're doing, like, let's figure out what growth and education opportunities or mentorship or, you know, immersion opportunities there are that actually allow you to be the best artist you can be. This mm-hmm. idea that, like, it's, it's this whole idea that we make our kids choose a path. And then, then we're like, you have to stay on this path. Yeah. When, and, but at the same time, we oftentimes tell them that they don't know what they really want yeah. when they're younger. Yeah. And I'm like, this kid, if she, if she has free time, she's drawing a lot of times on herself, which drives me insane. But I'm like, maybe she's going to be an awesome tattoo artist. I don't know. <laughs> so you know, it's just this idea of trying to let them understand that, like, they get to be their own people, like, they get to have their own thoughts, they get to have their own opinions, and teaching them about a big thing for us is, like, integrity, so, and, and personal responsibility, like, no matter what somebody does to you, mm-hmm. like, no matter whether it's your fault or not, it's always your responsibility, because you always have the ability to respond to whatever anyone else does, so, like, they'll come to me and they'll say, well, like this happened. And so I did this and I'm like, okay, but like, how did you respond? And then they're, they give me that look and they're like, well, not very well. And I'm like, cool. Okay. So like, what do we need to do now to like make a better response? Or how could you have come back into, we call it like the calm, relaxed body. Like how could you de-trigger or deactivate yourself in that situation? So you might be able to have a better response the way you want. And so I drive them crazy because um, I'm always like pushing it back on them. And my oldest one will sometimes be like, I know mom, it wasn't my fault, but it was my responsibility. And it's good because I'm like, they're learning it, you know, yeah. and just mod- modeling it for them too. Like when they do something wrong, like myself, making sure I'm coming back into that calm, relaxed body and not yelling at them and not, you know, responding in a way that's not the way I want to, which takes a ton of practice yeah. as a parent. Mm-hmm. that's been one of the single biggest things that I think over the last several years has changed as I've gotten um, more understanding and awareness and education about trauma and identified my own stuff mm-hmm. to be able to be like, look guys, like I don't always have the response I want to have with you. Yeah. And so it's my job to recognize when that's happening and stop it. Yeah. And also, like, you have some personal agency here. So, like, if I'm doing something that really doesn't feel good for you, like, you are allowed to 
say something. Yeah. And we're allowed to have a conversation about it. And so then learning kind of how to do that and how to have boundaries and how to advocate for themselves in situations that don't feel good. And like yesterday, my daughter was acting up at the park Mm -hmm. and a woman called her out on it, but took her picture without her permission and then posted it on Facebook and said, this little girl um, was, was talking back to me and telling me that I couldn't take her photo. And I was like, well, you're not allowed to take her photo. So, um, so the cool part was that she actually stood up to this woman and said, I, I do not like having my photo taken, especially by strangers. Please do not take my photo. Right. And I was like, so proud of her. I also, we also had a conversation about her acting up, but like, I was so proud of her for saying from an agency standpoint of like, that is not okay with me. And the woman actually, a bunch of parents like ended up getting involved and being like no like this is an agreement we're making that we're not taking pictures of other kids of other people's kids because like that's inappropriate so she her sticking up for herself actually led to this like community discussion of how we're going to interact and how we're going to parent each other's kids right and I was just like okay like this is yes she made a mistake which she owned and this is actually working Like, I might actually be doing something right with her. Like, I know I'm going to make a lot of mistakes, but this whole idea of responsibility and agency and integrity, like, might actually be working. Yeah. I really love that, too, because um, I, like, will apologize to Tegan if I, like, if she's just getting on my nerves and I end up yelling at her. Yeah. And then I'll kind of come back and I'm like, you know what? I'm really sorry for yelling. I'm just really frustrated for reasons that don't even involve you. So I'm sorry. And she's, she'll always say, it's okay, mom. And we'll like hug it out and be like, okay, well, let's just focus on like the end goal, which was maybe me asking you to clean your room or pick something up or whatever. Um, And I think that's so important um, because I I think, like you said, a lot of times just from learned behaviors, we're not really taught to apologize to our kids or listen to their concerns. It's more like I always was told because I said so. Like, well, why are I going to do that? Because I said so. Why are you crying? Like, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So. I really love that. Um, and for you, I'm definitely um, appreciative of you joining us for the conference and joining me on this podcast. Um, I also appreciate a lot of the conversations that you sparked with your own community. Um, mm-hmm. Because even like, you know, when I read through stuff, sometimes, like I think I told you, like, sometimes I don't want to comment because I don't feel like arguing with people. Yeah. But um, it does help me to like read things and just think differently about some of the own biases that, that I have, um, mm-hmm. that I didn't realize that I had. So thank you for that as well. Um, how can people connect with you if they want to get coaching or just learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so my website, leecordell.com, there's a contact form on there. If you want to um, schedule an appointment, it actually takes you to my scheduling link. We can hop on the phone, super no pressure, and just chat about what your needs are. And I can connect you with free resources or get you into our Facebook group, do all that. I also, as much as I, I actually limit how much time I spend on Facebook now. I get 10 minutes a day in the morning and then my phone blocks it out so that I can keep my own personal peace. Um, 
but I am on there. That's where most of my stuff is. So you can just search Winnie Sue Cordell and I'm on Facebook. Yes, and I will put the links um, to Lee's website and group in the description of this podcast, guys, so make sure you check that out. Um, Also, make sure you join us for the conference, which is coming up September 18th and 19th. It's getting close, um, so you can hear more from Lee um, and connect with her. So thank you for joining me again. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for the conference. Yay. All right, guys. See y'all.